Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is my host, my co-host, I mean, the le- the legend, Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Hey, legend, huh? I'll take it. What up, Chris? Yeah. Also joining us through Discord is the disembodied voice of our producer and my brother, Edgelord Big News Brian. What's up, boys? Hello. Oh, my goodness. I am so glad to be here. Uh, It it always feels like forever since the last show, even though we do it every week. Uh, Every week. Yeah, without fail. 115 weeks consecutively. Uh, hell yeah to us. Uh, yeah, um, we have a fun show. It's going to be a chill one. We got a couple of series missing, but you know, we still got some, some fire, some heat stacked up. But, uh, before we get into it, let's get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram as well. Oh yeah. Brian. Brian. <laughs> Are you well? Sorry, Lucas is uh, being a lunatic right now. Yeah, that is my dog, Lucas, yeah. being a lunatic. Relax. You can find me at b.esp <laughs> on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me live streaming whenever I have the chance at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week poll for our audience where you guys get to decide on your favorite chapter of the week. And we will shout it out every episode uh we got the one for this week and uh there is no black clover so we got some variants in the house uh very excited so yeah who knows who knows variants oh i mean i that wasn't intentional uh puns are exclusively accidental on this show except for josh's fantastic one a few (laughs) like a couple weeks ago uh, but uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, follow us. Oh, subscribe, like, comment, all of the things. Uh, comment your thoughts on this week's comics and manga. Uh, we'd love to hear them. Uh, or if you have any suggestions, criticisms, anything you guys want to talk to us about, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read them on the show. It'll be fun. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music. If you guys prefer the audio podcast variety, we're on all those platforms. So check us out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I believe that's it. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on to uh, a thing we haven't done in a while. Uh, Let's get into one shots. This is the segment where we just kind of shoot the shit of unrelated things that we don't usually talk about on the show. Um, this week's topic, uh, Loki premiered, uh, two weeks ago and, uh, we watched both episodes. We're going to talk about them today. Give our thoughts generally on, uh, what we thought our impressions, uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, this story revolves around the Loki that escaped during Avengers Endgame using the space stone. Uh, and he gets captured by this organization known as the TVA, which, uh, monitors all of time. And Loki is labeled a variant in which he's, uh, you know, a stray 
fucking thing from a timeline that wasn't supposed to happen. So he's supposed to be disintegrated before he fucks up the timeline even more. Uh, but unfortunately, hijinks ensue, uh, and he is actually in uh, recruited to find and track down a new variant uh, that is supposedly him himself. And that's a non-spoiler, I guess, uh, summary uh, before we get uh, into spoilers. Uh, I don't know. General thoughts? I think it's, I think it's all right. What do you... I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, I, I'm into it and I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like sucked in quite yet. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about it, but I'm still like, hmm, wait and see. You know, that's what so, I felt. Oh, oh, God, God. Uh, that's what I felt about the the show w- with the trailers and everything. Like wh- when I was watching the trailers and about Loki and stuff, I was like, yeah, this looks like it's going to be kind of lame. And then I watched the first episode and I was hooked just because of the style of it and like the way that um, like the performances were going off. Like Owen Wilson is a great character in it. I don't I've oh, yeah, his name is Morbius, but I'm just gonna call him Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, uh, Loki is a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Um, I'm just really excited to see where they're going to go with this, the way that they're like pushing a story forward yeah uh go for it Josh. yeah so um i, f- I feel i feel similar to, similar to brian where like um the I, I i think i mentioned this last week but this was the show that I, like when they first announced the, the the three disney plus shows this was the one that i was the least uh excited for mm. i thought it was gonna be just like, mostly funny, you know what I'm saying, like, a lot of comedy, and, you know, just after watching these two episodes, I can clearly see that this is going to, this is arguably going to be the most important out of out of the three, as yeah. far as setting the plate for what is going to come for the rest of the MCU, like, the actual movie universe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, right off the bat, the way it, it starts from the scene in, right, you know, in, in the game. movie... Um, in Endgame, so it kind of, it, it, I, I guess, I guess more so than the other two, it really feels like, oh, this is a continuation mm-hmm. of what's going on, like almost like the, like a sequel. But it's not fair to say that, th- say that about this Loki about the show and not the other two, because they're clearly, you know, post uh, Endgame. Yeah. Uh huh. It's cinematically great. Um, the actors do a good Loki and and Owen Wilson. They like they're great. Owen Wilson has been amazing. He's <laughs> really sure my favorite character. Wow, uh, so far he's he's really he's really brought it, and they have good chemistry. Yeah, um, I guess we can. I guess the general consensus is that this is enjoyable. Uh, I even though I'm personally a little like on on the fence a little more, I I'm still digging it a lot. Uh, before we get into spoilers territory, uh, I just wanted to give my thoughts if you guys don't want any spoilers for loki so far there will be time codes in your description of wherever you're listening to this uh so you can skip to wherever we review like whatever first series we take on but uh from here on out yeah yeah we're, we're about to yeah we, you have to get into it <laughs> yeah series and everything. you've just you've been warned uh this is the spoiler alert alarm yo is that the enchantress at the end <laughs> of episode two <laughs> 
I don't even know. I don't even remember who the enchantress is. She just, he but, hasn't shown up yet, I think. Okay, so that, and the, that's Loki. That's what they. That's what they say. I think they just like misconstrue because it's an Asgardian and Enchantress is an Asgardian. Yeah, but oh. is that really something that like? I guess they could say that um, she is a variant Loki, but. Like, she could be the Enchantress, like, with a different name and everything, but she's just an alternate reality version of Loki. Yeah, no, that's also true. It could be, she could be uh, both. Well, I guess, like, to uh, describe it a little bit more, um, at the end of episode two, uh, they run in, uh, they finally run to the variant in the distant future in, what was it? It was was some Midwest town, Ohio, I want to say. I could be wrong. But I can't remember any at all because it was it's just supposed to be places that um like apocalyptic yeah. events. So that way she can't um gain the attention of the TVA, which is I think that was really fucking interesting. It's, uh, uh, it's interesting because it was yeah. like it, it like as a way to stay out of their radar. She would set up in places where that that were about to be destroyed anyway. So affecting the timeline wouldn't affect anything in the long run well i mean the the re the specifically i guess to get into more detail is that like she occurs in she her hideouts are essentially like these uh natural disasters that no matter what you do in those natural disasters you can't fight nature so nothing's going to change no matter what you do so yeah she has, hasn't been introduced in, into the situation yet so exactly so that <laughs> she'd probably be the only one yeah that timeline is essentially this storm this hurricane that hits uh some kind of midwest town and uh yeah we we find her in this mart and the thing that brings me to think is that that she's the enchantress is because um like while he's wandering around talking to her because she basically transfers her uh, I guess her essence into other people's bodies and controls them. He he says like, "Oh, an enchantment," hmm? and I'm like, "Enchantress, I know it's you." And it's and it also could be just like in an alternate universe, Loki is the enchantress. So yeah, it, it could be both. Sure, right? It, it it could. And um, personally, I don't even think. I mean. At least as of right now, I don't think that it matters that much who 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 that person really is. To me, what I think was a huge deal, and what this this episode really confirmed was that um, there this this, the MCU is was not like just another universe part of this grand multiverse that's in the comics. They went out of the way to say no, this is completely separate. As it was, mm-hmm. and by the end of this episode, when she set off the the bombs, it, well, when she teleported the bombs away and, and set them off, I think what we were seeing was the creation of the multiverse. The, yeah, for if not the MCU, then it's 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 a merge within the grand universe of of Marvel, including the comics. Yeah, I mean, in theory, the MCU is a part of the Marvel multiverse because. Even the Tobey Maguire Spider Man is, uh, is 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 technically canon in that universe, um, but yeah, no, I I know what you mean though that that you know the Marvel's like cinematic universe has been hinting a lot towards the multiverse, 
Uh, so this is just like an could be another step into the direction uh, to get a little deeper on the narrative side of what happened. Uh, her big plan, and we don't know why, we don't know the motivations yet, but she set up these uh, these time bombs that uh, the TVA used to uh, kind of eradicate any traces that they leave behind uh, whenever they go to investigate a time crime scene. So Yeah, and the time crime scenes are generally divergent paths off of the, uh, what do they call that timeline? The, the sacred the, the, timeline. Yeah, the sacred timeline. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, those bombs are there to, uh, to they monitor it by, like, there's this straight path, and any variation within these timelines is uh, indicated as, like, this branching, you know, just like, you know, branches in time. You know, whenever you go back in time and change something, it creates a whole new timeline. Dragon Ball Z rules, essentially. It just like branches off, creates a new path. Um, and those bombs just kind of like bring that curve down back to the regular time stream. Uh, they can't even investigate for very long when they're there because the longer they're there, the more of a time branch they create. That's why they use these bombs. And for whatever reason, she sent these bombs into a bunch of seemingly random time periods. But we don't I feel like, you know, those are all deliberate to a, to an extent. Uh, there was also a bunch of like specific places like um she sent one to Asgard, one to Titan, yeah, she sent one, one to Ego. Mm-hmm. Um she sent one back to around the time where like to New York around the time that Captain America would have returned back to uh his own time. Wait, when did like, they show this? If this you, was it's one of the things you have to the- see when you look really close at the exact destinations these things go. Like, you know, when you see they're all, like, branching out? They yeah, the lines, yeah, yeah. They show, like, the places they're going and the times they're going. So if oh, you, like, pause... It happens so fast. I, maybe I should have paused it and looked. Yeah, a lot of people... Pa- yeah. I saw a screenshot myself on the internet, so it was just... I watched a video that it, that tried to explain, like, the possibility of what those locations... uh, of why she chose those locations, but... I doubt there's much rhyme or reason to it, aside from the, you know, more specific ones, like Asgard and Ego and and Titan. Like, um, aside from those, I feel like most of them could just be random as fuck, just to continuously mess up with the sacred timeline and to unfold it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, It could be either or. I think it's... I I have a feeling that it's more, you know, the, the former, where it's... some At least some of these have to have, like, a specific purpose. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point in specifying exactly where they go? You know, um, hmm. I think I, I mean, I'm interested in that. I thought that last few minutes where she sent all the time bombs away, that was like I was really gripped there where I was like, oh, because the the way they like shot it and the way they edited it and they built it up and you cut to the TVA and they're all watching like, whoa, yeah, they they, they make it really feel as if like now nah, this is a big problem yeah uh but i'm into I, I don't, out of hand. one of the thing that's cool about this is i don't know where it's going um Me i have no idea how it ends i i don't know how they're gonna get to the vote loki uh suit thing that they got going on there uh that's a cool little nod to the comics that they like included in the trailer because that was like kind of a newer thing i don't i never read the story but there was a storyline called Vote Loki where I guess he was running for office somewhere. So that's kind of cool. 
I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I was fucked that. Um, I think it's Owen Wilson, man. I felt bad. Yeah. Oh no, I just think it's really. Oh, I think it's really cool the way that they're um like bringing they're trying to make it like the way that they're integrate integrating new things into the series is like more creative like they're not just shoehorning in these people like out of nowhere or throwing in these people like oh wait why weren't they here last time and shit like that you know like they're they're using events from prior situations and kind of bringing them in through that you know what i mean like um like this whole like we don't know about the enchantress if this loki doesn't escape in endgame you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So it's like every act, like every action from the past, has an effect on the future. So it just makes the world more. Uh, it just continues to develop the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you never forget the past, and it paves the way for the future. Yeah. So I really like the way they're going about this right now. It's really great. Yeah, there's it's also- very rewarding for people who have you know kept up. Yeah, with exactly. What's going on? People like exactly. me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I will say this also, I think uh, on a thematic level, it's also kind of interesting and Loki is kind of a perfect person to, to tackle the issue of like free will and just like whether how much being a god of mischief. Yeah, be how much control you have over one's life and Loki being like kind of an ascended figure, being a god and all and coming to terms with the fact that the things that he's fought so far, hard for are being used as paperweights in some office in some cosmic office. <laughs> uh and you know that scene where he like watches his entire life his alternate life uh continue without him is also really good acting by tom hiddleston who plays loki um i thought that was sick um yeah you know just watching his life and then the way it like the the film went out it was just like whoa yeah that's it you know what's fun is that like he does he probably can't even see, like the actor can't even see that probably like because that's it's a hologram projection, so he has to like act through like not even seeing what he's seeing in the show. You know that's like an extra uh, tier of pretty good acting, dude. Um, I'm very into it. Um, the one thing I guess like I've been trying to think about what it is that's like holding me back from completely and like totally getting me into the series, and I think it's the fact that like they don't explain their system very well. Like I. I get it. I understand it, but it's like kind of more show don't tell type. It's like that rule where they just literally are for like moments at a time, just explaining the rules to us uh, through. And, you know, you think of like comic book, like manga, like world trigger and stuff like that, where, you know, you learn their system and the rules of their universe that they set up in, in a more visual sense. And I guess that like when they get to that, it's it's kind of like boring because it's such a bureaucratic process anyway where you know i'm just like yeah i get it i guess but that could have been done cooler i get i don't know i don't know but who am i i i guess that's like a small nitpick that like the more i'm talking about loki the more i'm enjoying it and it really is just kind of about the ride and the mystery of it all um Um, i remember during an event that happened a few years back Super forgettable. Uh, the Infinity uh, event they did yeah. when they when they yeah, basically yeah. got a new Infinity watch and you know. Wait wait wait. Nothing. Oh, the other one where um, 
shit where the Peter Quill was involved in Gamora and Gamora went evil. Yeah, yeah, the, the power. Oh, you talking about the yeah, comic? Yeah, yeah. The sword I thought you were talking about Hickman's Infinity. Huh? I you were oh no, about- no, 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 no! <laughs> I was like, yeah, whoa, so- chill. No, no, no. So it was, yeah, that that Infinity, and um, the only story that I felt was really interesting was the one involved with Loki, where he was trying to. I guess figure out why he always loses and to try and change that. Yeah. And you know, it it just this this right now what's going on, like his his uh his his um this little character arc he's going on right now where he's like really reflecting mm-hmm. on himself, it's is similar to that. So I like the I, I like the vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like, so it's like we're getting that without all the extra bullshit. Yeah. Dude, remember that that pimp dude was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the guy with the with the Mind Stone, and that's that." Pimp. Now I'm important. Oh well, you don't remember? <laughs> Wait, are you talking about yeah, like the, the MCU or the Infinity Event? Oh yeah, the Infinity. yeah. <laughs> You're right. I forgot which one. Oh so silly. Yeah, no, they got all these tertiary characters to get like one of the stones, and they were like. <laughs> One of them yeah, was the yeah. pimp. I forget his name though. It was a pimp named Slickback. <laughs> yeah, that was his name. For oh my sure. god! If they ever adapt that story, Cat Williams has to play whoever that guy is. Uh-huh. He's the man. Yeah, with the Mind Stone. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I'm excited for Loki. Uh, I think we'll. I think we're we're gonna end up covering it every week. I mean, the uh, the episode drops the day before we usually record, which is Thursdays. So. You know, I don't mind talking about it uh, when it as it comes out. It's only for a couple weeks, um, but I do I do enjoy this series quite a bit. I guess like I was being a little nitpicky when I was thinking about it, but the more I talk about it with you guys, it, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Uh, you guys uh, have any thoughts before we move on to the show proper? Yeah, just that um, I'm sure. I, like as much as we don't know, I know one thing's for certain that like this is going to be the reason there is a maddening multiverse for Doctor mm-hmm. Strange to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and whatever Spider Man's about to be about too. You know, this this it this is this is it right here. Guys. Yeah, I would like to think that it starts with Wanda just going back to go save fucking Vision and their her pretend kids again. Oh. Um, be so bizarre. And then because she's gonna be in that movie. Uh so there's that. Uh Loki's probably gonna yeah. do some stuff with this time shit and whatever Spider Man's going through will probably be the result of what happens in Doctor Strange. I actually don't know which comes out first, but it'd be it'd be interesting to see how it all comes out. I think Spider Man's coming out before Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well that's sick. I'm very excited. I don't even know what this Spider-Man thing is going to be about. And that's pretty cool. I had to, I had to unsubscribe from a lot of stuff on YouTube because, yeah. man, the, the spoilers are starting to get real intense. And I was just like, yo, I, I don't I don't want anything to be confirmed. I don't want to keep yeah. seeing shit. I just want to get excited when I, if I see something. Totally agree. But I'm, uh, I'm done here. Are you done here, Jim? Yeah. Okay, dope. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, that was our uh, Loki talk. Uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments of what uh, you thought about Loki. Uh, am I being too nitpicky about that one detail, or is there something? No, I don't think it's, it's a <laughs> uh, big issue at all. But you guys can also help me feel more validated in my feelings by commenting, uh, like, and all that stuff. You know, all the deal. And, uh, you know, that's one shots. Let's get into the show proper. It's time to randomize. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 152. Perfect preparation. This is a really short chapter, right? Or (laughs) 151.5. Technically, you might as well call it that. Uh, This is perfect preparation epilogue. Um, We open up uh, after the last couple issues. Alternate title name? Alternate title name? Well, go for it. Love your truth. Hello, mother. (laughs) Hello, mother. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty good alternate title. Uh, last we left off, Maki was... Think about the name of this, that, that Eminem song, but it didn't come to my mind. What was it? I thought about something. Man, I don't know. What if Eminem I mean, song where he was just talking about his mom? Oh, you mean the 12 of them? The 12 songs where he's just like, I hate my man. So many of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. You know what? There is one song that he came out with I really like that where he's just like, Man, I guess I was wilding about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was in my bag. I mean, you know, I don't take it back, but also, I, you know, she's getting older. It's getting sad. I feel bad. It's a good song. I really like it. Um, it's like character it was development. Wrong. It was like character development for Eminem. Uh, but in any case, Maki is still in her Eminem mode where she's... Just like backing up her mom. Her mom, like she goes to see her mom. Her mom is terrified. Like, whoa, why are you here? And uh, she goes, back then, why did you tell me That's to come back? Yeah, this is a little weird um, where she's like, back then, why did you tell me to come back? And her mom does When did like, she tell her to come back? Before was she- that when she was walking to the chamber before her dad's yeah, sliced her? Yeah, I think right <laughs> before that she was like, don't go in there. But she was like not specific about it. <laughs> she was just like, it, Come it back didn't here. seem like she was doing it from a caring point of view. Yeah, no. I remember her just like scolding her, like, don't go. You don't belong there, you bastard child that I wish I never had. You don't belong in Something there. Something like that, you know. Yeah, you all, you, you know that there's no girls allowed in the workshop. Uh, and yeah, that was, I guess that's how I felt, but I guess he was trying to warn her. Um, it. She's just like, "What are you talking about?" No, don't. As Maki approaches her, and the only thing we see is just like blood splattering the walls. Uh, we then cut over to Naoya, who surprisingly survived. Uh, I told what? you he survived. It's two times I had to eat my words, man. I thought that con- uh, con- I fucking told Conjuro, you oh, Conjuro was for sure dead. I thought page one. I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I wasn't like he's for sure. I said I think he's dead, and can I be blamed? His head was, was caved sure. in. I yes, mean, you can. He doesn't never look, doubt me again, bitch. He doesn't look great here. <laughs> he's not having a good time here. He's like crawling on his legs, like ah, <laughs> she couldn't finish me. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting? He got he was talking mad shit about her being ugly as fuck, and now he's oh, ugly mad as fuck. shit. Well, not for long. Got half a face. 
Well, being ugly as fuck is going to be the least of his problems because then for some reason, Maki's mom pulls up with her throat slit, but she also has a knife. And Naoya's like, oh, what? And he's like, he know he's acting like he knows what time it is. And I'm like, why do you know that she's going to do what she's going to do? Um, yeah, I didn't think about that. He says, give me a break. Maybe he just knew, like, damn. Like, I always knew my mom would definitely try to catch me slipping one of these days for all that <laughs> shit I put her through. That's not her mom, though. That's not his so mom, So maybe though. he... That's not his mom? No, that's Maki's mom. Oh, shit. I don't know. Because they're cousins. That's interesting. I mean, Naoya is an asshole. He sure is. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a plethora of reasons to kill him. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm very... I'm very confused as to why she specifically does it, especially because I I guess Maki slit her throat. Did she do it herself or did Maki do it? I I don't think she did it herself because that knife looked very clean. What did she slash her throat and then pass her a knife and she said, go finish my light work. (laughs) Yeah. Bitch. Just made her flinch. (laughs) 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 We better fucking do it. Can you make somebody flinch after you slit their throat already? It's just like, you already did the worst possible thing. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think she's, so, maybe she was going to commit kitchen knife seppuku and yeah. then ran ran across Naoya and said, you know what? I'm going to use my last bit of strength in this. It's like, uh, you know what? My throat's already slit. I'm just going to go deal with this piece of shit I always wanted to stab. So, yeah, as, as Naoya was trying to get away, she just, I guess, falls on him plunging the entire knife in his back. Uh, and she thinks to herself as, I guess, in her last moments where she thinks, ah, I'm so glad I gave birth to you. As she's imagining herself on a field with Maki and Mai. Um, uh, <laughs> that, this is the time where you felt that? Man, it would have been nice to hear that earlier. Maybe she hates the Zen incline too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she does. She's like, we all deserve this. Like, Atachi's parents, when they were like, yes, it's okay, Atachi. You know what's funny? This yeah, is the right thing. You know what? I th- <laughs> I remember that scene, and it was just like, it's, it's more that they didn't, they weren't like, this is the right thing, but they were like, we can't be mad. You caught us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was more so what it was. Just watch after your little they were like, yeah, we Yeah, they are like, we're still going to go through with this, so... Atachi, you're a splendid boy, and we are very talented, so we know you're going to smoke us. Good job, boy. <laughs> you killed our entire yeah. Atta angry... boy. <laughs> boy. Slip my throat, son. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, you know, after that, um, Maki starts going down some stairs. She runs into the broom girl uh, from Kyoto. The broom girl. That is what she is going to forever be named until <laughs> I have a reason to. She, she actually remember that little moment she had. She, she had that one cool move where she was just like, I'll airbend you a fucking... And your man broke it with his hand and said, bye. It was drawn cool, though, <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> it was drawn cool. It was like a wind sight. Yeah. Um, She's like, oh, my, I told you. I told you not to go. And then Maki just like leaves Mai's body with her. And she's like, she's in your hands now. Uh, Broom Girl's like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now, Maki? As Maki silently walks away. And the last page we get uh, is just a black page where she where it's explained that um, those from the Zenin clan that weren't there 
would soon die violent deaths. Six of the member, six members of the Hay, and twenty-one members of the Kukuru unit. So, yeah, Maki went on to kill her entire family, top to bottom, almost, except for I guess presumably Megami. Uh, days later, well, technically, yeah, no, I think she's cool it? with him. I think they'll be the yeah. last remaining Zenin. Uh, so days yeah, later, he's not jacking me. <laughs> yo, imagine that. Imagine <laughs> when Megumi hears, he's just like, Whew. "I'm lucky I grew up separate from these assholes." Uh, Thank God. Thanks, Dad. Wow, Dad really saved me by, uh, I guess, dumping me off somewhere. Um, Speaking of dumping somebody off, she literally gave her her, her twin sister's body and said, "Yeah, I guess." Bury her or something. I don't know. Figure it out. I'm. I got more work to do. I got more slaughtering to do of my own family. And she. She says that's why I told you not to go. You see what she does. What, what's not written there is that she probably told her like, "What are you gonna do when you get there? <laughs> Suck and die? <laughs> you are going there to commit any sacrifice? Hey, bud, what's you your plan? What's your- I, like, yeah, like people love you. That's probably what she. That was the conversation. She was like, you know, you don't have to. Do this. You have people that love you. You can just chill and be low key and let us kind of handle. You know what's the important stuff is that we don't but, know the circumstances as to why Mai went. Yes, there was because there was zero build up, and it's like, are we, what are we going to get it after the fact? For I what? hope so. I mean, look, this chapter is short, um, and to close it out, we actually learned that the Gojo and the Kamo clans got together and proposed removing the Zenin clan from the Big Three families, but. Uh, <laughs> They're like, uh, they're all dead. Do we need them around? Are they even relevant right now? And uh, Let's sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Jujutsu headquarters is keeping their verdict on hold. So they didn't say yes quite yet. Uh, I guess they're, you know, holding out their verdict as to until they see Megumi again or, 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 or Maki. Um, but yeah, this is a nine page chapter, uh, 10 page chapter, actually. Uh, almost like, like about less than half the length of a real chapter of uh, if you're Jujutsu Kaisen fans, you know that, uh, that, uh, uh, shit, what's Akutami has been sick recently. So jump basically forced him to take a break, um, f- for about a month, uh, depending on how he feels. He's, he wrote to us recently. Like I know, like they released a note that he sent to his readers is that he's not super sick. Uh, he's just like, you know, he, it's not anything like a, chronic illness it's just you know he he's been feeling ill and jump essentially said all right time out uh you're out you're taking a month off so you know he's he's taking a break for a while he'll be back yeah um hopefully we will not have to rename the series hiatus kaizen <laughs> i mean jujutsu kaizen has been fairly um consistent he, it's, it hasn't been coming out you know it hasn't been on hiatus all that much um but I mean, honestly, and given you know the stuff with Kentaro Mira and all that stuff, I think like there's more of a conscious effort to uh, protect the health of mangaka, as there should be. So, protect uh, our guy. Yeah, and all this stuff, all this rushing is kind of you can see is like due to the fact that you know he's taking this break off. He didn't even finish this chapter. Um, I would like to think that you know instead of like this big text page, we were going to get more info whether it's regards to what maki did afterwards or 
it probably was going to be exactly what this was, is that Maki goes off a couple pages of her slaughtering other Zenin and uh, the two big families getting like together. Very easily. Yeah, very not even a problem. Styles. But, but then each yeah, each of these each of these groups, one panel each. Yeah. Has lopped off. Yeah. Bodies tossed, ravaged, you know. Yeah. Um but what is consistent so, though is that like uh Jujutsu Kaisen isn't the most uh for for as much as it explains a lot of the logic of its battle system things that happened aren't like delved into all that much so it's kind of it's hard to keep track of what's happening sometimes in Jujutsu Kaisen uh, and this is no exception because I have no idea why what what happened between Maki and her mom we I don't know what happened with Naoya and Maki's mom all that stuff there's if it, it feels a little you know, like we don't I'm, know what specifically happened. Yeah, it feels like a page is missing. We know generally everybody. what happened. Yeah, we, we know <laughs> what literally. We know what literally happened, but we don't know the context of certain things. So it's hard to kind of speculate um, what any of this really means. Uh, and I mean, unless you guys in the comments have stuff that you can inform us to, uh, please do uh, comment below. Let us know. Or email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to know if I missed anything personally. So um, let me know if you have any context that we haven't seen yet. But nah, not a lot uh, to talk about necessarily in this chapter. Uh, I can't wait for Jujutsu Kaisen to come back, though. It is a beloved series of mine, personally. I've been reading more into it uh, again, you know, like doing my second read-through. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I wish uh, all the health for Akutami. Um, do you guys have anything to say before we move on? Nope. All right, let's do it. It's time to randomize. Rocket to punch! One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1016. It's me, Otama. Uh, last we left off, uh, Luffy has just telepathically seemingly delivered a a call to to arms for his people who were just given up hope after hearing that he was defeated. Uh, and the fight is continuing. We open this chapter at the flower capital where all the, uh, the citizens of Wano are celebrating, uh, you know, just chilling, having a great time. Um, and we see Otama again. Oh man. It's bringing me memories back of the young Don Yasui, uh, rip. He's, uh, she's there with, uh, the, the swordsmith dude. Um, and she's basically like, wow, there's a big fire here. And he explains that the fire festival is a time to mourn those, mourn and celebrate those who have passed. Uh, and she asks, like, if that's what, is that why the fires are so high? Maybe they'll reach daddy. Maybe daddy can see him. And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. No, nah, that sure. motherfucker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> there is no heaven, dummy. <laughs> he's just not like a dickhead atheist. <laughs> <laughs> A little girl, you really believe this? (laughs) It's so mean. It's like Bill Maher. Shut the fuck up, kid. (laughs) Like if Bill Maher. We were raised. We were created by monkeys. Oh, so I guess you believe that there's a big man in the sky watching us. Right, and he's chilling with your daddy. (laughs) 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 Uh. I believe in Xenu. Yeah. 
so we cut back to the battle in Onigashima. Uh, the CP0 guys, are, who have just been chilling this entire time. No stress. <laughs> they have no problems. Right Zero. Now. None. Uh, Very pretentious. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting there like, wow, none of the Straw Hats are losing, even though, you know, they've lost a lot of their guys. Uh, mm, sure, sure. Interesting. Isn't this crazy? I'm a, I'm a glittery vampire in the day job. <laughs> I have one pitch black eye mm, and a bowl hat. Aren't I interesting? Pop the dot. <laughs> Scarf. Yeah. Are I you, think are that you... might be Lucci, to be honest. No, this guy? No, that's not Lucci. Lucci has shown his face by now. Yeah, but you don't know that. You don't know that that's not Lucci behind that mask. It's not a mask. That's his face. You don't know that's his face? Brian, that's his face. That's his... I thought that was a mask. They could pull off. No, it's his face. We've seen Lucci before already. Yeah, we've seen him, but this could be his sneak. He's at the reverie. Yeah, but he could like be really fast and just like run over there to mm, bottom. You know no, I, mean? I caught you. Uh, I went back into my One Piece Rolodex and I remember that he's actually at the Reverie. <laughs> Yo, somebody's swinging a ball and chain. Yes, that I was is. Like, dang, these niggas is going in. I forgot there's a whole war going on. Yeah. Um, okay, so basically, they he's like, mm, there's another f- 5,000 soldiers out of the battle. But you know what? All the pleasures that are rebelling against King has turned to the other side. So I guess that makes that 7,000 versus 20,000. Uh, you got to say it with, like, intense. He put it in bold. Oh. <laughs> he said, that turns 4,000 soldiers. Sorry, da, 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 making it 2,000. 20,000 versus 7,000. Yes, I can do math. Mm, I'm so statistic. <laughs> I work for the accounting in CP0. Uh, we we get to see the little frog that Momonosuke uses to communicate with everybody has been left uh, behind. And uh, using that, the, the, the girl that controls all these things is like, and Momonosuke has fallen. So, you know. They're pretty excited about that. They're like, yeah, he's dead. This child is dead. Let's uh, reveal the news, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, back on the uh, same floor, uh, they Nami is reacting to the sudden climate attack talking. And um, as it turns out, you know, as we predicted, uh, Zeus has taken over the climate attack and now lives within it. Uh, pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, he can even shapeshift within the staff, which freaks Nami out. He, uh, yeah. It's kind of funny. She's like, ew, I don't want an annoying talking weapon. Um, <laughs> and Zeus's face is like, whoa. <laughs> 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 you, still, you still feel some type of way, I forgot. Yeah, basically. Um, so as they're running away uh, and they're noticing that um, these... The, that the Bao Huang lady is about to uh, announce that Momonosuke has died. All of a sudden, from behind, Ulti shows up and fucking rocks Usopp shit. Uh, Damn, right in the temple, dog. Straight yeah. headbutt. Oh, like, he's, he, he, 
He's taking a beat in this fucking... Uh, yeah, it's not a good time for Usopp, but when is it ever? <laughs> when is it ever a good time? For God, for Usopp. For God, Usopp. He, I mean, he takes a fucking wallop. Uh, Ulti is okay, which is wild to me. Uh, <laughs> Brian was actually right when he predicted. I told you. These guys are resi- like their main <laughs> thing. Their literal main thing is their resilience. That's literally what they're the known for. Resilience. The di- yeah. Oh, we all know how I resilient the they were. Zones, right? The ancient zones are you, known I for their to resiliency. The DR. The what? What? Dinosaur resilience. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys these guys can tank and and come back from because of their. Dinosaur resilience. Hell fucking yeah. See, and I could take that. You was right. I was right twice. Twice, yeah. bitch. This this page one is nothing to fuck around with. No, she's ulti. Her brother saw Her <laughs> She's ulti. Page one is dead, for sure. I'm not accepting oh, page no, one. No, he's dead. not dead. Page one isn't dead either. His neck snap. Yeah, it's a 70 degree angle. I did the math. I did the. Unless he's can fine. Breathe he's asshole, a, he'll be fine. He's just knocked out for a bit. <laughs> if Ulti could survive literally looking like she got blown through her fucking stomach, Page One could survive getting punched fine. in the neck. The thing like, is, the, our body's there. It's just ripped her clothes a little bit. I see, I see yeah, how I that works. Nice. Though. The thi- <laughs> 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 that bitch from Tokyo. Uh. I'll tell you this. I the re- I guess the reason that there's not a big gaping hole where her stomach should be is that I guess the lightning passed directly through her. Like I guess and she's at size negative two, so there's <laughs> <laughs> the actual wiggle room to, to yeah, dodge no, lasers for sure. It missed. It, it grazed her. It hit her waist, and it, because she has a perfect hourglass figure, it just grazed <laughs> inside. Um, it's it's, <laughs> it's it is funny. So. You know, she's tight because, like, her brother's dead. And she's like, you'll pay for what you did to Pepe. And Nami comes in and smacks the shit out of her with Zeus, who can transform into different types of what he may. He makes himself into, like, this uh, this mace thing. It's kind of cool. I'm into it. Nami can, in theory, have any weapon she wants. It doesn't have to be a staff. Uh, Interesting. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, I can fucking make it up to you, Nami. Um so, you know, Nami's getting ready to square up. Uh, Usopp throws a little green bullet on her, uh, the the green star Sargasso, which I guess creates a bunch of flowers on top of her, uh, distracting her. He karamed her. Yeah, he karamed her from Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, <laughs> and in that moment, uh, Nami unleashes Zeus, uh, and he's like, she's like, Zeus, you're here. And... Um, She's like, I'm technically, I'm not the same thing. Give me a new name, Nami. And she says, Fluff. And he completely ignores it and goes, I am the mighty Zeus. Right. Yeah. Fuck out of here. So, you know, she she fires him off, lightning blast, but Ulti dodges it. Uh, but it's not over yet because, because Zeus is a living fucking embodiment of lightning. He just turns around and chases after her like a homing bullet. And for real, for real, this time takes down Ulti. Um, yeah, she's fried, son. She's probably still alive, but I think she's out. Yeah, no, she's she's got to be done now for sure. Uh, <laughs> she's out of the battle. Even Bao Huang is like, Lady Ulti just went down. First page one, and now her. 
two Toby Roper out of the fight. Uh, and everybody's like, what? Three of the remaining four Toby Roper are like, the fuck? Uh, so uh, someone pointed this out, too, is that, like, uh, you know that whoever's fighting these individual members of the Toby Roper are women winning because these guys have reverted back to their human forms. So it's got to be something that's got to count for something that they can't even take them down in their dinosaur forms. Um, it's pretty cool. Nam, uh, Usopp uses his uh, devil green star thing to pick up uh, Bao Huang and uh, Otama uses her as a loudspeaker. And that allows her to, uh, you know, kind of complete the mission that they had initially where it's to get Otama to where the uh, the pleasures and the other members of Kaido that she has under her uh, ring and get her to, you know, get them onto their side to increase their numbers even more. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we then cut over to the next page as we see that Di- Dragon Kaido is facing down uh, his son Yamato, who is basically like, yeah, Straw Hat is dead, so you ought to give up. You think you can leave now? And Yamato... Wait, his son or his daughter? He... I, that's, that's it. Yeah, he identifies daughter, right? Yeah, but he identifies as um as a he. And even Kaido. Oh, even Kaido ooh. as a good dad. I, no, no, I mean is, I've done it too. No, yeah, I've uh I've uh, I've misgendered him as well because like you kind of forget. <laughs> Sorry guys. But yeah, no, Yamato goes by he. Um and Kaido even respects that. So he's not all bad. He respects uh he respects pronouns. How Kaido's so weird. Does he and say interesting. it? Oh, he says it like uh, in, in, he said in it prior like, chapters. Uh, whenever he refers to Yamato, he he refers to her as him. You know, so he doesn't. I guess he doesn't do it in this chapter, but 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 yeah, in but, previous okay, chapters, I, I didn't notice. Even remember when? Um, cool. Remember when? Like he, the concept of Yamato was first introduced. Yama, uh, Kaido was like, "Look for my son, Yamato." Oh. Progressive Kaido. Progressive Kaido. Respect my pronouns. Respect my child's pronouns. I'm into it. Kaido's like such a interesting guy. I have no idea what his backstory is. He's not like such some bwahaha villain. There's a lot of weird depth to him, even though I know nothing about him. I'm into it. But basically, to respond to Kaido, she's basically like, yes, I'm going out to sea with Luffy and you can't stop me, but only after I've driven you out of Wano. And he's like, don't think I'm leaving here for anywhere else, Yamato. I'm here because it's Wano. And uh, yeah, that was something we kind of came up to. Like, I like Wano. I came here for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's samurai <laughs> shit. It's my vibe, this <laughs> shit. It is dope, bro. I ain't going no fucking way. So many swords. That's how I think it. It's like, man, I've been, I done been around, and this is this this is my destination. Yeah. Shit, I'm about to land this island right in the middle. Yeah. We're going to be good. Money. Stop wilding my Yamato. Yeah. And. Before I crack you in the head. Yeah, I mean. Boy, Luffy. He basically- ain't coming back from this one, son. He basically says the same thing. It's just like, there's no, you know, there's no way you could beat me. Now do as I say, Yamato, and be Shogun, Shogun of, a, of a Wano. And um, yeah, she uh, he closes out the chapter by saying, I refuse. I know I can't win, 
but Luffy is the man Kozuki Odin was waiting for until he returns. I'm going to hold you back. And they conquer his hockey clash as the chapter closes out. Uh, they both have it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess he's the child of Kaido. He's the, yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> child of, of Kaido. So, um, makes sense. And at this point, if they're going to have a new crew member that's supposed to be a combat person. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's I guess fine. confirm for Straw Hat, because Luffy's not saying no to him, so. It's, it's, it's looking like this. Whereas hockey is like the new armament hockey, where like if you're the shit, you have it. The same way, like in you know, like early, like before the time skip and all of that, mm-hmm. where like you know the real niggas had armament hockey. That was it. Like the, yeah. and they used it, and it was part of the combat. So you know, it's fine if Emperor's hockey isn't super exclusive even to the pirate crew. But well, I think it still is. Like um, like. Nobody, I, I, besides Kaido and Yamato and Luffy, I don't know who has like Conqueror's hockey, hockey specifically. You know, like I know, like Kid Zoro has Zoro, maybe. Yeah, except for, yeah, Zoro probably has it. Um, Although you could also argue that instead of it being like maybe Emperor's hockey isn't the only way to hurt Kaido. That's just one of the ways. Maybe, maybe it was just like. Maybe it was the swords he was using or the technique. I don't know. I mean, it's... it's, I'm just saying there's room for for, for it to maybe not be Emperor's Hockey. Yeah, I mean, up to this point, we've only known Emperor's Hockey to be, you know, like that uh, that intimidating factor where you... Pressure, yeah. Yeah, um, and the thing that hurts Kaido is that power weaponized. So, you know, it is... Oh, Shanks would give him the work, man. I mean, they fought already and, you know, to a standstill. Apparently, way before the time skip. See, if he had two arms. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but that was uh, one piece. This chapter was fun. Uh, it was a little weird to see Ulti just stand up and be cool, but honestly, I am also kind of glad that Usopp and, to a larger extent, Nami got you know their chance to shine a little bit more. Uh, Nami yeah. technically had a fight, uh, and. It was pretty, and I guess it goes to show because it's sh- so short because she's so fucking strong now. You know, Zeus like bu- buffs her up to a pretty astounding degree, so that's cool. Yeah, in yeah. And of Nami now has a conqueror, not a conqueror, a uh, fucking Yonko level attack at her side, which is not fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like it. I like I like these kind of upgrades. Yeah, I'd like for, to for see for characters like Nami. She doesn't have to be uh, mm-hmm. go through a combat training arc, and then no th- things like this make a lot of sense. And also with Sanji, where it's like I feel like you know there's ways to give your characters development and give them an edge with fighting without having to dedicate so much time and make everybody uh, give put everybody under the same like like you know pigeonhole on all your characters. Right. That's another thing that he does well too. He 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 gives them enough. Here and there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more from Nami. That'd be cool to like get like another cool fight from her, and especially from Usopp. I'm gonna need Usopp to show out this arc a little more. Yeah, I I need Usopp. It's been a long time since Usopp's shown out for real. So I want to see Nami um um really kick some ass, like navigating. 
like maybe getting through a storm using like Zeus. I can like you know maybe after this arc, I think it would be dope that to show be- like kind of showcase her growth. Yeah, as, as in her effectiveness as a you know in her role. No, as, yeah, as a as a straw hat member, I want to see that for all of them. I want I want I want I want Oda to kind of get a little bit back to that to who they actually are as you know ones. You know how how. I mean, you could say that that kind of we we've seen that a little bit with Brooke. We're we're potentially seeing that with Nami getting Zeus into you know the the Wonder Powers go hand in hand with her already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want again, I want to see it showcased as again, again as her as a navigator. Brooke, his music literally heals souls and does all this extra shit. Yeah. So I can you know what I'm saying? That's already spoken for. Frankie has the new robotic suits and upgraded to sunny so from the jump his his influence was there um anyway i could go on and on yeah no, i mean <laughs> honestly there's a lot to go around you know there's a lot of battles happening right now like frankie's having an individual battle jinbei's having an individual yeah, battle. mr rhino rhino man yeah triceratops actually he's oh, also sure. a dinosaur he's a dinosaur fish man i wonder if that like if you're <laughs> if you're a fish man with Devil fruit powers, like you're already really strong as a as a fishman, and Zoe, uh, Zoe and Devil fruit powers bring up your power level to another degree. You know, like you get extra strong as a Zoe and fruit user. I don't think it's a ex. I mean, again, this is pure speculation. I don't think it's a it's a multiplying factor or even additive factor. It is. Well, no. Well, maybe it's additive. I, all right. I look at. It, are you sure? look at it as just the zone creatures that 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 they you know take the form of are just that strong so with sasaki that's his name sasaki sasaki the fishman the fishman yeah right i don't know why i remember his name (laughs) because we had that Um, really cool moment with him and um and denjiro yeah (laughs) that actually was pretty lit um all right so in that case i just feel like the Zoan fruit just usurps his strength as a fishman, and it's not like oh, you're you're a fishman, which means you scale higher than the average human anyway. Meaning that him taking the Zoan fruit as opposed to a regular human is gonna have more. So I think it just still levels out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's he just he gets yeah. the strength of the Zoan fruit. Yeah, I mean, while it's still having his technical fishman skill. Yeah, like Pro- you know, the water control probably. Yeah. And, and Breathing all in the water and all that stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a question that'll never be answered, which I'm fine with. But in any case, I mean, that's all I got to say about One Piece. Are you guys ready to move on? <laughs> yeah. Let's... Yep. Oh, I'm ready to move on. Oh, I was uh, RGC. Oh, you're RGC. This is Josh's really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Alright, I am not mad. Psych, it's also mine. Certified RGC. Okay. Certified RGC. I'm gonna say, this is a pretty pretty big chapter. Yeah, uh, this is one I, I'll be honest, this is one I appreciated talking to you guys a little bit more. Uh, I wasn't wild about this chapter when I first read it. But you know what? I was like, the more, you know, we talked about it and the more we were getting into it, like, what was going on the more i enjoyed it and i'm like you know what this was the best chapter this week you know uh i'm into it but in any case that was one piece it's time to randomize oh shit the x books 
we have three today. We're going to start with planet-sized X-Men number one. Um, and this whole issue is Flex Mania. Uh, these are the... F- Flex Mania. All they know is stunt. They're, stunt. We, we might as well call so them the Flex die. Men from now on. Because all they do Flex is... Flex <laughs> I could do it too, dude. <laughs> I could do it too. I like that. I like that. Because there's still X in there, so it just it just it just works. It just comes out. Yeah, it go. just works. This is how puns go, dude. Get on my level. They're the flex men. Yeah. Clap for your brother, Brian. Damn Brian. Brian never supports me. <laughs> Brian never supports my He's still not clapping. Whatever, Brian, whatever. Anyway. I am clapping. I can't you don't hear, hear it. clapping? No. I need to hear it. Auditory. I'm clapping literally right now. I guess the suppression sound for... Uh, hold on, let me turn this off real quick and see if it does. Wait, that's off. Wait, Damn, how come you can't hear the claps? Because you're fuck? not clapping. It's fine. I'm anyway. really clapping. Okay, I now, was, I I now I hear it. Now I hear it. Now I hear it. Thank you, you Brian. Same time. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Anyway, so basically this chapter starts off with... I mean, there's a whole narration that basically is... Like the recipe for uh, making a planet inhabitable. Um, and news to me. Well, not news, but you know, shit. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, first of all, the first thing is that they need a lot of iron. And who best to bring a bunch of iron than uh, Magneto skating in on a asteroid carrying a fucking chunk of iron? Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I saw that. I was like, all right, go ahead, Magneto. You're the man. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, like, this this picture truly doesn't show the, the, the might of, like, how huge these objects that he's pulling. Yeah. I mean, these shits is arguably the size of, like, if not a city, probably, like, a state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the smallest state? I don't know. It's probably the size of the smallest state. Brian, what's the Google? What's the smallest state in America? And and that damn, be- probably like Rhode Island. Ro- oh yeah. All right, yeah. cool. A meteor, an iron meteor, the size of Rhode Island. He's pulling, uh, and he crash lands it onto Mars, uh, and that's where uh, they have Vulcan and Hope to kind of make it molten. Uh, you know. Just compressing the I molten. guess Vulcan with the firepower and I guess hope to kind of structure it and funnel it. Well, she's like supercharging. She's a telepath, right? right? No, I think she supercharges powers. Ah, she's one of those. Yeah. Nice. I didn't think Vulcan needed any help, but okay. Yeah. It makes it easier. Why not? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're just doing their thing with the molten iron. Um, the next thing they do is that they, I forget what these guys are doing. They just, they seem to be like creating water, I guess, with um, Proteus there. Uh, he essentially creates the, a fucking ocean of water. Um, and we. No, that was Iceman that creates the sheets of ice that turn, that's going to turn into water after the, you know, the. Oh, that was Iceman? I thought that uh, it was Proteus, no? I think at for walking. Oh no, he makes the ice. You're right. Uh, yeah, Proteus looks kind of similar to to Frostman. Yeah, 
They both have that same silhouette, same, you know, Silver Surfer. Uh, that could have been yeah. Silver Surfer, too. Yeah, could have been anybody. Shit. Um, we then cut to four days ago where Magneto is approaching uh, Iska about how the Iraqi people can't seem to stop waking up and choosing violence. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very well said. He's like, yeah, no. So we heard that you guys went to Japan and tried to enslave a master whiskey distiller. Uh, the fuck? Uh, and I occupied the, the city. Yeah. I framed it as like, I don't know. I forgot what he called Yeah, no, she says. Me declared sovereignty over Chibu in Saitama, Japan. And I'm dead. And she's like, oh, you speak of humans yeah. as though they should concern me. And Magneto's like, look, man, I don't like him either, but this is a lot. <laughs> We're trying trust to trust me. <laughs> I was not a their biggest fan. Yeah, I'm Mr. A lot. So I would if I'm freaking out about it a little bit. Uh, so basically it's like, Hey, look, instead of war, can we just like work on another solution? And, um, it's cause like, if we are of this world, we will leave our mark on it. So, you know, if they die, they die. Think I care. <laughs> uh, and I guess Magneto goes back to the, to some of the council members, uh, and they, they're listening to the, uh, the hellfire, uh, trading company as we know it with Emma and Kitty and Sebastian Shaw who's still in a wheelchair and his eye mm, <laughs> nice. yeah I mean he's really he's, they really kept him there uh, nice look cool look I'm not mad um, so yeah they're basically talking about like man this hu- these humans are giving us a problem they blew up uh, the uh, factory that we had in the Savage Land uh, you know, there's a bunch of fucking laws that are preventing us from doing our thing. Um, and maybe was like, Hey guys, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on an overall solution. Uh, just, uh, give me the mercury and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, two days ago, we get a scene with Captain America and Cyclops who are met at the, uh, old school that, uh, the X-Men used to inhabit. And um Yeah, right. I like how Cyclops calls him out on it immediately, like He's like man Yeah bro. Really bro? You you trying to make some type of point or something? Steve. <laughs> Steve <laughs> And Steve's like, No. I just brought my cool motorcycle here because I wanted to see the place again. Um Yeah. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he basically brings up the point to Cyclops. He's like, hey, so crazy thing. Uh, the landmass of Krakoa has increased by 500%, and everybody's freaking out around the world about it. Da fuck? Uh, and Cyclops is like, yeah, I know it looks kind of crazy. Uh, Steve is like, I won't ask how it happened. I just need to know if it's permanent. Cyclops is like, I don't know, man. Ask me in a couple days. Are you coming to the gala? We could talk then. And Steve's like, I wasn't going to go, but I guess I got to go now. So he uh, hops on his cool motorbike and rides away. Back, I guess, into his own series. <laughs> uh, so one day ago, uh, Magneto is now talking to the council He's like, Earth is our home, but it is also our past. The future of mutantdom was always up there. 
But after our inheritance from the tournament in another world, we must make tomorrow happen today. So he basically like is asking the Krakoan council for permission for what he's about to enact. And he's like, he gets the okay, basically. And he goes off. Uh, And we then cut to the next morning uh, where he's gathered all the mutants that he's wanted. Uh, We get a little reference to way of X. Remember when, um, Magneto asked him for help on this little project he's working on. Turns out this is the one. Uh, he he gets his uh, elite squad of uh, Omega level mutants to help him uh, uh, colonize the Mars. Um, and Quentin Quire is like, "Hey, uh, I, I I love this line." He's like, "Look, I'm actually I'm absolutely horny for this flex, but." I'm, are we shorthanded? I mean, you, th- you sure this is enough to accomplish this? Do we need powerhouse? Powerhouse is yeah, the kid that can make anything happen. And um, <laughs> do all of this for us. Yeah, Magneto <laughs> takes a wrench, turns it into Franklin Richards, like bah. That we no need of more pretenders. He, the boy is no family of ours, and I'm like, damn, you guys turned real quick, huh? <laughs> no loyalty. Um. But he's like, you know what? I we do have another option. So he goes over to Kim King Jamie, uh, who also has reality warping powers. So you know. Oh, not before I stop in in Mercator. In where? Mercator, um, one of the areas in Otherworld, oh. where um there is a lot of theories. Well, just the central theory that um Mr. M is there. Oh, um, Absalom Mercator. He 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 played a major role during the uh, like like right after like the mutants lost all their powers. Like there was like an arc where the they decimation. were like he he basically comes to, he 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 powers people up. I guess similar to Hope and similar to uh, the dude with the long blonde hair, the jerk uh, from oh, Sword. Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, Fabian Cortez, right? Yeah. He he can he can he can amplify other people's powers, but he's also like a beast himself. Like he can amplify himself and oh, he's nice. super strong. Yeah, he's dude. They he they had him listed on the Omega Mutant page too. They just didn't know where he was at. Mm. I think Magneto coming here kind of confirms, and maybe he was turned away. He's he's definitely gonna play a role eventually. They're saving him for something. But like. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that what this top panel is? I didn't even know. I didn't even peep that. Really. Yeah. Okay. It it was really yeah. It was it was really subtle. Hmm. But uh, like you know, this is had this had already been like kind of thought. It's like when uh, Extra Swords came around and they started talking about the different areas. Yeah. And how the it, the place is called Mercator, which is um or Mercator, I think you pronounce it like that. And that is his name, Absalom Mercator. So it was oh. just like. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I, I, uh, I think it was just a little too subtle for me. <laughs> I was like, "What?" If you ever get a chance, you should really check out that story. Like, just YouTube his name, and you know, you'll probably you could probably catch a video about it. Will do. Um. So, yeah, the issue continues on. Uh, King Jamie is recruited, and hours ago, uh, Magneto pulls up to Araco. And uh, they arrive. At, he arrives at the Great Ring, which is basically the uh, Iraqan equivalent of uh, the council circ- uh, the council roundtable. Um, and we get introduced to a couple of uh, new mutants from 
the Arako side, uh, Lakuta, wait, Lakatu- Laktuka, the knower, Sobunar, the depths of the depths, and Zelo, first defender of this broken land. It's a long name. Um, this man is literally a caterpillar. Uh, it's, so. Yeah. Yeah. And Magneto's basically. Dignified, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, a regal caterpillar. Yeah. You know? I was literally about to say that. He's just like, mm, yes, bring me my cocoon. Uh, so basically Magneto recruits these uh, three mutants as well Uh, they arrive on uh, Arabia Terra which is is, I guess is a territory on Mars Uh, (laughs) this is pretty funny Uh, I guess some Krakoan folks behind are like what an absolute unit to the fish guy who is basically uh, just like they're watching him make this contract upon the land, and he cre- he creates the ocean on Mars. Uh, I guess he ties himself to the planet and is like, this is Mars now, and I got you water, and you have life now. Um, storm comes through uh, and creates a storm, and, you know, where there is a storm, there is an atmosphere, uh, she destroys the cha- the explorer uh, in her, I guess, pursuits, I guess. Oh, no, no. I'm... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm bugging. I think, like, when he creates an ocean, it destroys the explorer, which is pretty fucked, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Storm creates weather on Mars, and Zelo creates life? Uh, <laughs> he just... It irrigates the land. And yeah. Kind of like he like jumpstarts evolution. Yeah. I I made it oversimplified, like, but yes, that's exactly what he does. He he basically makes himself into evolution pasta, and made like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just like envelops the entire land, creating bacteria and fungus and uh, elements and oxygen. Uh, it's. So it's so wild. This guy's power. Uh, so they they get the everything's done basically on uh, on Mars. So they get back to Earth and they reroute the external gate to, I guess, go to Mars essentially. And their plan is to basically suck the entirety of Araco through the external gate and just plop it onto Mars. Uh, so they do so they and you know what it's a big chance to take because if they fuck up then uh it could be quite embarrassing for them uh it watching i guess like there is the possibility that they could have launched Araco like through the planet destroying it <laughs> you know what i'm saying like after yeah it would have been horrific actually yeah uh, the earth might have actually like been destroyed yeah, they the really took a gamble on literally everyone on Earth's life just to create an uh, create a separate home for Araco. But luckily for everyone, it works out. Um, Araco lands like just plops directly onto the ocean area in on Mars, and yeah, it's done. Araco now lives on Mars. Uh, so. You know, the X-Men give themselves a big whoo! Fucking planet hmm? looks so happy. 
Mm, Wait, what? Oh, oh, the fish guy? <laughs> no, no, no. The um, oh, well, him too. But the plant, you know, the uh, the, the oh yeah, the cr- Araco. This is the yeah Araco. Yeah, Araco itself is like hmm. very yeah. content. It's it's kind of cute. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you ever seen it, but there was this like Pixar, um, short in like right before one of the movies where it was a volcano, and these volcanoes mm-hmm. have faces. It kind of reminds me of that where they're like mm. a nice island smile. And the fish smile is also nice too. I imagine he sounds uh, like yes. Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's like, no, nah, the ocean of my blood roars. <laughs> the ocean of my blood roars. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that he did that from his body. That's pretty wild. Yo, wasn't that wild, guys? <laughs> I made an ocean. Yeah! Uh, so yeah, I mean everything's good. They fucking create Araco uh on Mars. Uh, they transform uh Lake Hellas into a place where uh where people can go. Uh, there's a diplomatic ring basically where people can just come and visit, and you know that's uh they they specifically call it the Lake Hellas diplomatic ring is where the soul system hopes to end wars before they begin. So it's basically an area for everybody from different worlds can just pull up on Araco and just kind of like have peace talks, you know, if there's any problems. Um, Diplomats that come through will receive full protections of their station while at Lake Hellas, but beyond, but travel beyond its borders and they will be subject to the Iraqi law, which I feel will be a thing that happens to somebody. Like somebody out in space is gonna fuck around and go to Araco and see what's really going on, because these guys are merciless. Um, but yeah, I mean it's wild. Uh, the Regal Caterpillar also creates statues of uh, Genesis and Apocalypse. Um, our boy, <laughs> if he could see this now, man, this is actually kind of sweet. My t- my heart's a little touched. Uh, I'm like, oh. I miss Apocalypse too a little bit, even though he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he put on though. I feel like he redeemed himself. He did what he had to do, and he wasn't being selfish about it. Yeah, he was. St- Hickman Hickman did a good job with Apocalypse. Yeah, even though we like ragged on him a lot for being schwaffed. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he had his uh, he had his moments, man. He had his moments. Uh, it's fine. You know. um... On a, on a, I don't want to go too too far off track, but I was watching Shrek, I guess four. Yesterday, I never seen, I never seen Shrek. And it's, it's the only oh, Shrek man. I haven't seen. It's funny. It's it's, it's decent. I heard it's but good. But basically, he's he's with a bunch of other ogres, and he's you know he's he's not the tough guy. Mm. You know, he's kind of like That's funny. So that's funny. And uh, yeah. yeah, so I thought it reminded me of Apocalypse, like when he went back to Morocco. He's like not this. You know, on Earth, he's like this super incredible badass, but on Rocco, everyone's like, man, it's, we fight wars every day. That's really funny. Whole wars every day. It's funny. Imagine Hickman watched Shrek 4 and he's like, oh my god, I have my idea for the X-Men now. What if Apocalypse uh, Shrek? Speaking of ideas, this is this is a really wild... Oh, I don't, well, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but this is a really wild picture. Is it um, the Quentin uh, Choir stuff? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Quentin Quire is working on some shit. Uh, he's working on some defense 
as uh, Jean Grey puts it, where he's getting stuff downloaded into his brain, uh, like uh, schematics for, you know, I guess a defense system for Arako. And this is crazy. Okay, so we get, first of all, this really cool full-page splash of an idea literally being implanted into Quentin Quire's brain. Um, no, it's a uh, Monarch's brain. Oh, yeah. I guess, like, it comes through Quentin, but it goes to Monarch. Like, they channel it into yeah. him. Um, and Monarch, it, it's basically, you know, you see this little sword substation being created. Uh, and the whole purpose of this is to download all the schematics into um, Monarch so he could just create it using his reality warping powers. Uh, unfortunately, he uses the grossest possible way to do so where he's literally pregnant with a sword station and <laughs> it's kind of, he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And he's like, oh, God, it's coming. And everybody's like, what the fuck, man? And the sword station just like fucking impales through his stomach and it he, he grows a sword station out of his belly and Jean Grey propels it into the stars. So, make this shit up. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess you can, but we can't. I mean, we can't. This was. This ex- is- I like to think this is exclusively Hickman's idea, and Jerry Duggan, who actually wrote this issue, was like, "All right, man, you're the boss. <laughs> I'm going with it." Sure. I, I mean, hey, man, you told me to. It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, and they now have a second sword station, uh, to orbit mars and protect it um geez louise that's that's pretty wild uh so yeah the job's done basically um and before they go uh jamie leaves them with one more gift he calls it poor prometheus um and i guess it's just like literally a parking lot for the rest of the galaxy if they ever wanted to touch down uh, but they're only allowed to touch down there. They can't land their ships anywhere else. Is from what yeah, I yeah, Iraqi people are gonna probably like rob them and kill them. Yeah, do via like just violate and be dead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they plant a, a gate. Uh, I guess on Mars. Uh, and one on Krakoa, linking them for real, and they go through it. And blam, there you go. Uh, they arrive at uh, Planet Arako, formerly Mars. Uh, this was cool. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. We even get a map of Mars uh, to or of like new Arako planet. Um, you know, it doesn't mean much to us now, but I feel like it will later. But in any case... We get like little glimpses across, <laughs> I guess, like America of people reacting to what just fucking happened. Um, so, you know, this is a pretty big scale thing. I I can't imagine what's going to come of this. Uh, there's two sword stations, both of them controlled by mutants, essentially. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot going on here. A lot to dissect. I, I also, side note... Art is gorgeous. Uh, Pepe Larraz does it again. He's one of the fucking best. Uh, I always love it when he pulls up on an issue. He always does the thing. Um, but 
yeah, this was a big old flex, uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I don't have much else to say. I can't wait to see what really comes of this. Um, do you have any thoughts, Josh, before uh, we move on? Nah? I think you... I guess nah. I guess nah. Yeah. Nah. It's it's cool. This is what we had to say. That's all I, I guess. Yeah, it was dope. I want to see, you know, what they... This... I really hope this is... This has a, a larger role in the plot than just saying, okay, this is where we're dumping the Iraqi people. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure this is going to be like yeah, a I'm, side thing okay. for S.W.O.R.D. in the coming issues. Um, seeing as how it's a literal S.W.O.R.D. station involved. So, I'm very interested. Um, moving on, our second X-Book of the week is New Mutants number 19. Uh, they also start off here, but this is the first, I guess, New Mutants issue of uh, the Gala arc. And... Uh, it's basically mostly focused on Warlock, um, which is cool. I, for one thing, I guess like off the bat, I like how he's drawn here. Uh, he's yeah. very cartoonish compared to everybody else, and it's fun to look at sometimes. Um, a couple of important things happen, I guess, in terms of the overall plot here. Uh, the first of which is uh, Moonstar approaches Ron after kind of just leaving her on red, <laughs> essentially uh, going off to help. Um, Jean out to separate from her brother and uh you know they're they're talking about it and she's like yeah you know you kind of missed it but it basically x-factor found <laughs> out that like my son's probably alive but you know that's where their trail ends so they can't really investigate further um because they're they're strictly beholden to mutants they they know are dead they can't they're not allowed to really like look into missing mutants who are still alive they're only around to confirm statuses so the resurrection protocols could be put into effect and get the queue moving a little further. So, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do there. Um, so, you know, thanks thanks for nothing. And then she walks away and uh, Moonstar's like, I will make it up to you. I promise. Dude, Moonstar's been doing a lot for everybody, man. Yeah, no. Um, there's a scene where uh magic and jean uh meet encounter this like smarmy douchebag and they pwn him uh <laughs> they totally pwn him they do they they do they pwn him yeah um and we get a little gg no re yeah gg no re uh let me get the right draw for that we call that easy money gg <laughs> uh <laughs> so Basically, we get a little bit of a character moment between Warlock um, and Warlock's just feeling lonely because Doug Friend is off with his wife and he's ignoring the bro. So he's just, <laughs> he's like, ever since he met that girl, he's been different, man. <laughs> and um, Warpath is, you know, explaining, is like, hey, man, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. You know, sometimes people move on, but there are a lot of people who love you. And, you know, Doug Friend still loves you. So, you know, just go up to him. You know, he's probably, he's busy. He's got a life now. He's got a wife that came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's suddenly married and that's a thing that happened. So, you know, go up to him. And, you know, he does it. He learns his lesson. And, you know, they have a good time together. They get snacks. It's kind of cute. Uh, meanwhile, Shadow King is narrating over this whole thing. And he's basically talking <laughs> to Gabby. Yeah. 
who's basically explaining that it's it, it was a long one. I don't exactly get the point of this where he's just like he I guess the crux of this is that like he got he sees Gabby is getting in his way by trying to convince these mutant kids not to uh, further experiment with their powers and all that stuff and he's just out here trying to teach them how to get ready for the real world uh, and all that stuff so you know I will not have you poisoning them against me before I can teach them what I know so goodbye Gabrielle Kinney and uh, we cut to later on Mars, where the mutant, the new mutant, seems to have already made themselves comfortable. Uh, they're already chilling up there, uh, having some hijinks with Warpath's uh, clothes. I guess his clothes are weird for some reason. And you know, they all share a toast, um, all that stuff. We cut over to X twenty three as she's looking for her sister. Uh, this cat pulls up instead. Um, and gives her this letter. It looks like it was uh, written by Gabri- Gabrielle before she went. And in between, we get these little splices of the kids, like No Girl and um, and the Water Boy and the uh, the Brain in a in a Jar guy walking through the woods. And they discover in the bushes that Gabrielle Kinney has been murdered. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Shadow King. He did a lot. And I think she's going to be more... See, this is the thing. Now that she's been killed, like, are they going to revive her? She's a clone. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. Hmm. That's a good question, because they tend not to make exceptions for clones, as we've seen with uh, in Hellions with Madeline. Um. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. Uh, I wonder. I hope they do. <laughs> That'd be shitty if this child just dies. Um. But I don't know. I mean, this is one of the issues of uh of New Mutants that I was like, I'm into it. Uh, I feel better while I was talking about it, but I'm almost barely invested. You know, it's just we brought up the issue before. I guess is that like we're not familiar with these folks you know we're not like uh yeah it's it's tough it's hard to get really invested but you know what for for better for worse i am a little bit closer i feel than before Uh, i'm remembering more names and all that stuff yeah i mean when you said warpath i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah so that is warpath yeah warpath is the big guy no magic because mm-hmm. she's everywhere. No magic. Danny Moonshaw, the mama mm-hmm. of the team. The Danny Moonshaw. I know. Rain. Rain. Ron. No, that's a son. No, Ron, Rain, Rain is the girl. Rain is uh, okay. Wolfsbane. Yeah, and she's a traitorous wolf bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that is true. Um, she set Laura up to die. She I hope she feels bad about it. I hope she does too. I hope she feels relatively bad about it. I hope her son dubs her shit when she sees him. He's like, yo, I don't want nothing to do with you, man. Bye. These are all things <laughs> I also hope. But yeah, I mean, we're getting there, I guess. With uh, it, it took a long time. This is 19 issues where I was almost like. Has it been 19 issues? Yeah, this wow. was the 19th one. So yeah, I don't know how. F- I, I feel okay about it, but I'm not. I'm still not totally invested, but. 
In any case, I guess we should move on to our last X book, X Corp number two or two milligrams. Um, two milligrams. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is kind of just like fresh start, second issue already because we're in the middle of an, of an event. Uh, this is the X Corp's adventures in the gala. Um, recently, they did this weird publicity stunt with their headquarters where they sunned a dude in at the races in Brazil. And now I guess they're dealing with the repercussions as every, I guess, bigger guy in Krakoa is calling them like, why'd you do that for some reason? I don't understand. I don't, I don't really get the. Yeah. I must've missed I thought the it was, point of what happened. Yeah. Cause she didn't do anything. She just like flew the thing over to pick up angel. Yeah. And I mean, I guess they flexed, but it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm mad that I, yeah, we flexed before. Yeah. Flex. Like, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what Xavier said. Yeah. Played. Yes. Your hand too early. Yeah, he flexed too hard, too early. And it's like, bro, he blew up our laps. We had to show that we wasn't scared. <laughs> you flexed too hard, too early. Too now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go back to colonizing Mars to make a point. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess they're just going to, you know, chill at the gala. We get... The Madroxes, we finally get an explanation as to why they're they're just working here. They just do shit for Krakoa, you know, work in the labs, cater parties. They're uh, they're utilitarian. I guess they're very utilitarian. I guess I, I don't think that's the right word, but I'm using it wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess uh, Trinary is like checking out cameras and stuff, vibing. Vibing in the back, and the Hellfire Gala has a meeting schedule for the gala. Um, Thunderbird. Uh, oh, now I remember who Thunderbird is. She's the she's the Shiar lady, right? No, am I wrong? I'm probably wrong. I'm bu- I'm bugging oh. out. Neil's a dude. Neil's Neil. a dude. Anyway. Oh no, Neil's a guy. I'm bugging. I Thunderbird reminds me of that uh, the Shiar lady, but her name is Deathbird, I guess. Uh, they're going to meet up with Thunderbird, Sunspot, Black Priestess, uh, Sarah St. John of Nobilis Pharmaceuticals, and, and finally Master Bird. Oh, who is she? She's the only human that they're going to meet with because oh, okay. the purpose of this meeting is to create the board of directors in X-Corp. So they're just fishing for people to be on their board. Um, so Neil's... I guess interview goes off more easily than everybody else. Sunspot is like, yeah, I want to, I want to part your board and I have a lot of money. You should have me on your board. And they're like, you already paid us a bunch of money. And he's like, I have more money. And that's his argument. Yeah, alien money. What yeah. you know about that? What you know about alien money? Um, Madrox. Like alien rat. Meanwhile, Madrox and Trinary are both like, are they trying to replace us on the board? And, um, Madrox gets in to kind of like get into more information, I guess. Um, there's there's this whole beef with these two guys I've never heard of. Uh, I guess they're the son, they're like uh, the kids of uh, Von Strucker, and they're Nazis apparently, but they're oh. also mutants. Whoa, they're Nazi mutants, which feels weird, but. Yeah, we don't like them, and that's that's uh, 
they're also there for meetings to meet with. Monet them. definitely doesn't like them. That's for sure. Yeah, no, she has Quentin basically bullying them. It's like, I guess. So they have this whole beef with them. Um, the noblesse chemicals girl pulls up to one of the uh, mutant Nazis and is like, eh, I'm supposed to have a meeting with the mutant Nazis. And the mutant Nazis are like, oh, yeah, you're just in time for a meeting. And that immediately turns off Monet and Angel is like, oh, she's meeting with these mutant Nazis. I'm not into it. Um, like, yeah, this, this, she must be some lame bitch. Like, yeah. yeah. So shady. I hope she doesn't come into more prominence later, I guess, and become a primary antagonist for the series. I hope that doesn't happen. But anyway, um, they meet up with Mastermind, who doesn't have mushrooms growing out of his head this week. Um, and he does. He he tries to get on the board, and he does all this like showmanship and stuff. It's like, don't you actually make the drugs? Like, don't you actually design the drugs? Isn't that a big deal? But Mastermind right. to do with the mushrooms on his head. Am I wrong? There's another guy, right? Nemesis. I'm bugging. Okay, Doctor Nemesis. Sorry, all these okay. like evil scientist types kind of blend together after a while. Um, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Mastermind is the dude from Hellions, actually. Uh, I just remember that. He's trying to get on the board, and he's like, hey, you know what? I could be your image guy. You know? I think everybody, every company needs an image guy. And they're like, I don't know. But that's when, I guess, Madrox pulls up and is like, listen, man, uh, we're kind of worried about our jobs. So, you know, I guess there's that. Uh, One of the Von Strucker kids pulls up to the X-Corp headquarters and tries to jack shit up. But Monet comes in just in time and beats the shit out of her. Shuts that shit down. Yeah, she's like, you're weak. Aren't (laughs) you're nothing. And I'm like, damn, why'd you invite them? You didn't. I guess because they're mutants and they could just pull up. But yeah. Through the gate. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, at the end of it all, it's uh, revealed that this uh, noblesse pharmaceutical lady pull, uh, joins forces with the mutant Nazis, and they're like, all right, you whack anyway. So, later. Um, and, you know, there's some weird politicking going on between the two. I don't really understand this beef at all. It's kind of hard to really follow. Um but I guess they're the direct mutant competition to X-Corp. And that's why they have beef is that they're trying to cut into X-Corp's territory. Um, so, yeah, they beat the guys up. Uh, it turns out that Mastermind has been hiding that the fact that uh, Angel has been Archangel this whole time. Um, all right. And uh, that I guess uh, Mastermind earns his way onto the board of directors. And that's the end of the issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not very high on this. I, I think it's just kind of, I was mostly bored by it, I guess. I'm not really here on X-Corp yet, which is a shame because I was like pretty, I was kind of excited about it up top. I thought the premise is interesting, even though, you know, it's just more mutants doing mutant things, uh, like bad things that humans do because now they're trying to be their own country and stuff. Yeah, it's like you kind of hope that they they don't follow the same practices as the greedy humans. I'm sure they will, right? and that's the point of this. But, I, I mean, I don't mind that so much. I'm fine with it as long as it's kind of like 
entertaining ish, but I'm not I'm not invested yet. And by this point, a lot of like really good X books get you kind of pulled in pretty immediately. Like I remember Sword from the jump was pretty awesome. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just not in yet, and maybe that'll change. I feel like I felt the same about Hellions, where Hellions wasn't exactly grabbing me, and now it's one of my favorites of the X-Book that I uh, look forward to. So, Oh, Josh, I think you're muted. I see, um, my bad. Um, it's only book two, but, yeah. you know, you, you'd kind of think that, damn, like, I'm supposed to be hooked in, like, off the first few chapters, like, there's At least supposed to be the most important ones. But, you know, it's kind of like Sword, where it's getting hit by an event as soon as it started. Mm-hmm. Although, this was an X-Men event, not like a huge Marvel-wide, you know, comic-wide event. So, it's not like it was coming out of nowhere. Yeah. This seems really integrated into the gala. It makes sense since they're, you know, looking at it from a corporate side. Yeah. And this is an uppity event. Um, it's not like we're going to stop reading it. Oh no, we're we kept reading Excalibur. Hey, I mean that's our uh, that's our cross to bear. You know, we're reading all of these. That's our cross to bear. So you don't have to. Um, but I don't know. Let us know what you. I don't know. I feel like uh, does anybody out there like X Corp? <laughs> like find it exceptional? Because I'm not. I'm not sold yet. Um, but in any case, I guess uh, that's all I got to say about it. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, my mouse died. Okay, there you go. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 67, and it is the audience decided really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Surprise, surprise, you guys. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Uh, If you guys want to vote on your favorite really good chapter of the week, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, and we post the poll every week. uh, And you can let your voice be heard. Uh, Undead Unluck this week won, so let's get into it. Last we left off, uh, Shen was just defeated by Feng. Oh, no, no. Opposite way around. Feng was just defeated by Shen, and now they got to deal with the uh, UMA known as Summer. Um, they were basically revealed conveniently how to defeat Summer. Uh, the purpose is to, you know, just blast all of the cores at the bottom of its body at the exact same time. Otherwise, they won't be able to destroy it. So... You know, everybody kind of comes together. Their powers come into effect. Uh, the plan goes as follows. Uh, Andy gets kissed by Fuko on the cheek. So, you know, his unluck gets amplified at some point. Uh, so basically the plan is to first uh, neutralize uh, Summer's mouth by having uh, Shen drop... Oh, yeah, Shen dropped the power pole that he has into the Summer's mouth and stopping it that way, expanding it in its mouth. Um, and it's kind of wild. It's like, wow, that was fast. Um, so basically they now have to try and get the uh, unmovable kid 
over to to a vantage point where it can see the summer's entire body um for whatever reason um the oh okay my bad i'm i'm now understanding what happened a little bit so because mm. i was a little confused as to why the summer just curls around like that uh but it's because uh they commanded to bend and they use the yeah the truth. pole yeah no they use the pole just like kind of keeps its mouth kind of like stopped or whatever they use untruth uh, to make it do the opposite of what it wants to do, which is bend after being after receiving the command of bend. Because if you see in this little panel here, uh, I guess Mui uh, shouts out bend and it doesn't want to bend. Uh-huh. But because she uses untruth, he does the opposite of what he wants to do and bends anyway. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And in that moment, um, Unmove Kid, uh, it stops it in his tracks. And um, now it's just frozen, suspended in air. Uh, Andy comes in and spreads his blood all over the bottom cores of, uh, of Summer. And it turns out he can impart unlock onto his blood as well. So, you know, there's that, I guess. Um, and finally, to finish it off... Uh, Tatiana comes through and uses her untouchable to simultaneously destroy all of the cores from, you know, I guess the center, the eye of the weird spiral that that um, Summer has formed itself in. And we get this little moment where Shen is carrying Feng and he's like, sorry, I have to ask him one question. Um, but do you remember that uh, time where we were at the fireworks festival? We all stood at the sum. Uh, we all stood on, on the rooftop and watched the fireworks. And I thought that must be what families are like. So tell me, what were you thinking back then? And Fang goes, "You fool! I never once thought of any one of you as my family." And turns out, we see Mui uses untruth on him. So he's actually saying the opposite of what he wanted to, like of the real answer. So basically he's saying, I did consider you family. And uh, Zombie Shen sheds a tear and he says, I see. I guess that's the truth from the untruth. As we end on a two-page spread with Shen watching the fireworks with his newfound family. Uh, And some are defeated. Yes. Presumably. Yes, I imagine this is when you burst into flames, you're defeated, but. Touch a moment with uh, Shen and the Master Fang. It was cool. Yeah, I thought it was a um, cute little moment. It wasn't super cheesy. It was believable. It wasn't like him becoming a decent person at the end or nothing like that. It was just that those feelings were there. He just put his own thirsty thirsty conquest ahead of uh, ahead of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like this chapter quite a bit. Uh, I could see, I could see why it won RGC this week. Um, Same. Uh, I can Unluck, understand why. Under the Luck has been doing its thing lately. It's been winning. I'm. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, I'm glad it's finding its low audience. Uh, here and there, I believe the first volume is physically released here in America now. So I guess more people are coming on to coming onto it and reading it and all that stuff. So good for Undead Thanks. Unluck. This is a good little chapter. I appreciated it very much, and a good end to the arc. 
You ready to move on, Josh? Yeah, it's time to... Oh, boy. My mouse is fucking up. It's, it's tweaking. It's tweaking. All right, here we go. I hope he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. My hero academia. MBH. <laughs> Bye, Brian. Academia. Uh, this is My Hero Academia, chapter 316. Your turn. Uh, last we left off, uh, All for One did some shiesty shit and blew up Nagant. Uh, very mean. Uh, and very villainy. Quite villainous. Uh, and luckily, Hawks was around the area, so he caught her in midair. But his wings are not complete yet. Like, they're still healing. They're not nearly good enough to fly yet. So he's kind of plummeting. Uh, Deku saves him with Black Whip real fast. Pretty cool. Um, and he explains to Hawks what happened. Um, and Hawks uses this opportunity right now to just kind of like just try to get some answers out of her. He's like, all oh, for one must have sweet talked you into this. I know that you're not, I know you're better than this. You're a fucking hero. Damn it. And, um, lady Nagant comes, uh, comes to and thinks to herself, my replacement, I bet you like done some shitty things. So why do you still have that glimmer in your eye? How are you people still so, and, um, she just kind of breaks immediately is like within two months, I was supposed to bring the target to a mansion in the Hybori woods. Um, and they land as they land. Uh, she explains it's not just me. There are other people looking for Deku right now. So tell me, Mr. Replacement, my soul couldn't take it anymore. So how do you have that look in your eye? Uh, and Hawks is like, well, I wasn't alone in this. And what can I say? I'm optimistic to a fault. This is interesting. A nice little parallel to draw between two people who had a kind of a similar uh, upbringing. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, Endeavor pulls up with uh, Chisaki. And Chisaki's like, no. No, this wasn't the deal. You weren't supposed to get caught. Take me to the boss! (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he's... And Deku just looks at him like kind of pitiful, like, and uh, he's like, Chisaki, do you remember everything you did to Eri? Also, he he interrupts him by going like, shut up, you diseased maggot. I'm talking to her. I'm like, damn, Chisaki. But yeah, he's like, you want to say sorry, do you? If you're willing to redirect the same energy you are to your boss, I'll honor your deal in Lady Nagant's place. And um, All Might pulls up in his car. The car's fine. He's just like, oh, my God, are you guys okay? Um, but, you know, they they, tr- they call for a medic, and Deku's like, all for one. And they track down the mansion in the Hybori Woods where, um, where all for one is supposed to be hiding. Uh, it's Deku, Endeavor, and Best Genus who pull up to the mansion. Um so Deku sees this as his chance. It's like right now, All for One and Shigaraki are still incapable of stealing all for, one for all for me because you know they're still auto, they're still presumed to be pretty weak and unable to do anything. Uh, but they arrive at the mansion, and the mansion is fucking empty. Smelling like a trap. 
Yeah. Uh, an immediate hologram pulls up and he's like, did you enjoy your Bro, he still has the cape and all of that. Yeah. And the hood. Hey, he picked it up. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Probably didn't wash it or nothing either. I mean, he didn't have time. They just went Probably straight to the house. down. Just put it right back on him and said, all right. They went directly to the mansion, you know? What are you going to do? Uh, when she, when Lady Nagant shot at his articles of clothing, the bullets were made from her flesh. Hair. Hair? Yes. Yeah, but somebody else's bodily parts. Right? No, her hair. She, like... What I'm trying to say is that the stuff is really dirty, okay? That is essentially what I'm getting to. I'm trying to prove a point Wait, here. you're trying to say that Lady Nagant doesn't wash her hair? I don't think she was washing her hair, son. And even if she does, she definitely got mad sweaty from the rain and all that effort. I'm very you're confused. You're just hating What's on this outfit. This is still a really cool outfit. I, uh, I ain't hating on it. Oh, His man. book bag is about to rip open from the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> His, his Gran Torino cape doesn't even like it barely goes past his shoulders like it's so lame I'm sorry I'm not oh, I'm sorry to rehash it I guess it looks dark and edgy so that has its merits that's pretty cute He's, look at his eyes look at his eyes to that mask it's fucking serious man no more games <laughs> what you want him to be all happy go lucky during this yes dude he has a job to do motherfucker <laughs> yeah now he does <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not gonna walk around and be hero villain's friends. He's in the middle of something right now. He had to leave all of his friends. Well he did yeah, well, I would have liked that? to see this in maybe two more years or so. Yeah, well guess what? Real life comes real quick for for the next simple for Midoriya and his dirty ass. I, I see. <laughs> he hasn't seen a shower in weeks, bro. Can't tell me nothing different. I don't. I I don't know why that's a bad thing. Like this is like in all this. Is time, it a bad thing for the villains? No, it's that not. Gotta be next oh, yes, to him. it is. And he's a close like... combat fighter. Lord have mercy on him. <laughs> that's why they're really like, defeated. Think about it. Like he doesn't. What time does he have to be have the luxury to take care of himself and to take care of his fucking outfit? You think he's gonna walk into Urban Outfitters and be like, "Oh, I need a, a nicer cape," you know? He doesn't Best have resources. Best genius is a number three hero. Yeah, but Best Genius can't be supporting a vigilante, technically. He can't make an outfit for me to rear, bro. No. He can't at least job- add, add, add some length to that cape. Hey, to be fair, he can't create fabric. He can only control it. <laughs> well, so he gotta- needs to rearrange... Midoriya shit. At least clean it. At All least right. make it no, shiny. We can't have this right. debate again. The number three we cannot hero. Have it's this... not his job to be fucking sprucing up people's fucking costumes. We... I would do that for y'all. <laughs> if that was me in his shoes. I would never wear that shit that he wears. But I would definitely do that favor for y'all. I'm just putting that out there. Well, you're a good friend. We can't have this debate anymore. This is, uh, this is an inconsequential yeah. detail. In an overall more serious story. Um, in any case, All for One pulls up on the TV and starts taunting Midoriya. In a suit and ventilator mask. Man, <laughs> this he, guy is something else. I mean, he is... Great he, head. Yeah. He's like, yeah. 
Yeah, I I mean, he always looks fresh. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, so basically, like, you know, I didn't force her. She wanted to do this, but you know, you know how it is. Uh, he's really fucking going ham. He's like, people go on about tr- the quirks preaching the merits of individualism. But ours is a regimented society under tight control where the wrong sort of individuality gets you ostracized. Purged. I guess. Yeah, he's like, democracy, socialism, it doesn't matter. There are no exceptions because the root of this predates the concept of human society altogether. Yeesh. So basically he's like, you, uh, <laughs> can you guess who was on my mind the entire tale time I was in jail? You. All might no longer interest me. I've moved forward from that great useless oaf. Now. Yeah, he's old news. Now, it's your turn. And the mansion fucking explodes. Uh, geez Louise. So, have any of you guys ever watched Jimmy Neutron? The TV show, not not just the movie? I'd like to see where this goes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen okay. both things. So you know what you know what open one looks like? Um the Lima Bean Monster from one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I- <laughs> oh my fucking god, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh my god, Josh, that was such a I just had that random thought. I'll tell you what, man. Like, the same with the Yu-Gi-Oh! monster with the the summoning skull. (laughs) I forgot who it was that looked like that, but that shit was funny. Holy shit. Oh, uh, it was spoiled or something like that, I think. I haven't seen that in so long. Hey, Josh. Oh, my God. I would like to give you a genuine and sincere congratulations on the deepest pull. (laughs) (laughs) The hardest (laughs) reference. God, no. Dude, that is By so the way, that some, funny. some sheen action in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, oh, it's, dude, it's Brian's RGT. I forgot all about that fucking lima bean, and man, you should be commended <laughs> for remembering that. Oh my god, bro! It's <laughs> like the lima bean monster, especially <laughs> this end photo where his smile is like. Eh. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, what the fuck, bro? You look all <laughs> fucked up, son. You need to find a quirk that fixes your face ASAP, son. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> uh, you need to find the plastic surgery quirk ASAP. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that You know when you squeeze day. a stress ball? Yeah. And, like, before it comes back out, it's, like, scrunched? Yeah. yeah. I can go. I could do this for days. This man. is like that a, looks crazy. This is like a five-year-old stress ball where, like, the indents are starting to show. You know, like you. Can <laughs> 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 That's so fucking funny, man. The lima bean. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that was the chapter. I guess this is my RGC, by the way. Oh yeah, this is Brian's really good chapter of the week. Certified, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. That that was the panel that that made me think of that. I was like, "Wow, this looks derpy as hell." <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dude, I all it, I I also like this chapter quite a bit. Uh, this last few pages were also like, in all seriousness, pretty good. Um, it's been a while since my hero has gotten my uh, RGC. So what? It has been that it's long. Been a couple weeks. That doesn't sound accurate. 
accurate. I'm not. I'm not saying you're lying. It just doesn't sound accurate. It's true. Look at the past few episodes. I'll I, say this, it, Brian. It hasn't been my my hero in a while. It, it hasn't been my hero in two weeks, and it's never been more than two weeks. Whoa! You don't know that. You don't know that. Do you, you remember what you? I know that. I think you chose Jujutsu Kaisen last week. Jujutsu Kaisen won the past two weeks, I think. Hmm. And but, I think One Piece probably won before that. I think I'm not sure though. Hmm. All right. Okay. Anyway, I will go so back and let, check for that. Let me go ahead and talk about what I really liked about the chapter. So, uh, real quick, the thing that really sold me for this chapter was the the final pages. What it was the last four pages, hmm. and the reason why is because it reminded us. Who the fuck one for all, I mean, all for one was, you know, this is a generational ultimate evil man. You know, like this dude has been around for hundreds of years, right? Yeah. No, not Old hundreds of years, but at least more than a hundred years he's been around. Multiple generations. Yeah, exactly. Like he's fought like the best that ever that hero society has offered several fucking times. So like, and at this point he's he's seen every trick in the fucking book, right? He's even probably created a couple tricks in the fucking book mm. for for evil for evil. For yeah, evil some shiesty tricks. <laughs> so like, this was him kind of flexing just because he could. Just be, this probably this not this is probably not going to take down any heroes just because you know, um, plot Deku's there. <laughs> because we but, can't have Endeavor and Best Genius just die right now. <laughs> but nope. it's like, and I hope none of the other heroes die either. I'd be really corny if. Oh no! Now Kamui Woods is dead. Damn, I can't handle it. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I would be kind of genuinely sad if Kamui Woods went before he got oh, the to boomerang ninja him. guy. Yeah. Uh, just, what was his name? Edshot. Mountain Shot. Lady's here too. I'm like, damn! Didn't you take? The monster of all beatings last arc? Damn, she healed up fast. I guess she's alright, yeah. But this also shows that he's not a sentimental villain, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't ha- hold set special connections with rival with rivals. Even though All Might was a dude that probably put up the biggest fight out of any hero possibly ever could before him. Like, he's, he's still like, oh, you're the next dude, so... It, I'm just I've I've fought in so many other fucking dudes. You're just the next guy, yeah. and then after Damn, you, if I win, there's gonna be another guy after that. So it's like it, it's just interesting, you know. Like, it, and it's also him mocking All Might too at the same time in the last page. <laughs> yeah, he did drop with, some uh, heat. your next thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good passive aggressive dig from when All Might was like, "Your turn." <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I thought this was cool. I, uh, it is cool to see, you know, all, all for one do shit. I, we thought we were, he was kind of like out because he's a lima bean man now. So I, how much could he do? But I guess he's still out here doing shit. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I did appreciate the kind of suspense from the last couple chapters, uh, last couple mm. issue, uh, pages. Um, the stuff with Nagant was cool. I like that little moment with uh, Hawks and Nagant, and Nagant giving it up 
uh, giving up the information as her kind of last act of defiance. Uh, mm. It was nice. There's a lot. There's a lot to like about this chapter. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm glad that my hero isn't one of the series that's just off next week because uh, I think we're down two next week. Uh, so we'll yeah, JJ and um, what's the other one? One Piece is One Piece is, one off? Piece is off next week. Yeah, that's a that's a blow. <laughs> that's a blow. Also, it looks like it looks Maybe like we could talk about solo love then. Yeah, looks like he has his own league of villains too. Like he he gathered a couple. Well, yeah, he broke to, out like a hundred. He's got a little squad. He's like, yeah, I ain't put all my eggs in my basket. Yeah, I have. A He's bunch like, of I knew you might have beat her. That's why I loaded you here and blew y'all motherfuckers up. Hey, look. say goodbye to Mount Lady. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about that because you know that opens up the possibility of individual fights that we've been longing for in all of our series. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it opens up a lot of possibility. Can't wait to see the the, the schoolmates. I've accepted that. You know, we're going to see them in, in in some type of action. Yeah, Looking I forward to it. I can't imagine they are just out. You know, I know that they're probably going to come in like, you don't have to do this by yourself, Deku. You got friends, Deku. Deku. I'm still I'm still just confused, like what he's planning to do with fucking um overhaul like i'm still so like i'm I'm still racking my brain why he's reintroducing him in this way specifically maybe he'll get his like, arms mm-hmm. back when he talks to airy and then he'll be a good guy <laughs> yeah but why why he's still a fucking piece of shit like why do they why would they want him to be a person on their side <laughs> like well brian here's a here's a counter question why do they want Choso on their side? Why do they want Crocodile on that side in that one arc? It is a shonen yeah, trope that one villain Chris, must turn difference. over to the good side for one arc at least. Chris. And Chris, he has Chris. such an awesome power. Like, but why his, not? But his his acts ha- are kind of irredeemable, in my opinion. He eradicated and re put together a little girl and basically tortured her for an exper- extreme amount of time. I'm not saying it's <laughs> like, going to happen. This dude is not a redeemable character. Look, I'm not I saying mean, it's going to happen. It's, it is kind he of doesn't wild. have to be brought out of jail, but he yeah. can support for an arc in a fight and then be like, yeah, I'm out back to jail, but, you know, I'm atoning for my sins. Yeah. Overhaul. <laughs> Overhaul. They need to make up for that lame-ass overall heart. I, I need him to actually do something and be lit. Yeah. Listen, I'm all I'm saying is, it should not be easier for Endeavor to have a redemption arc than for in for fucking uh it shouldn't be harder for Endeavor to get a redemption arc than Overhaul to have one. You well, know, I'm not it saying that's what's gonna happen. Phenomenally harder for for Overhaul. It's obviously like, just conjecture, be a, Brian. A easy. Oh, oh, you said sorry here. I'm gonna fix your arms, and now you can do cool shit with your your cool ass quirk. Like that's just stupid like why i don't think that's what's gonna happen immediately i think that i i definitely don't think they're like chomping at the bit to get overhaul's arms back they're not out here like you know what we could use him we don't know that yet i just threw that out there as a possibility i don't think that's gonna happen or at least not like right now i think there probably is gonna be a little bit of development on his end before they do anything with him so i don't know my Hero Academia is in a very uh, unpredictable place right now. I can't tell you what's going to happen. It's um, been in an unpredictable place for a while. 
That's why I said, I, I, you know, it's hard to predict. So I'm uh, leaving all my conjecture on the table. Uh, I really don't know. It's hard to, there's not a lot of hints even. The most I can say is that, you know, the kids will probably come through at some point and become little vigilantes of their own to help Deku. And Overhaul may get his arms back maybe down the road. But who knows? I mean, I don't know. I like this yeah, they chapter. have to be really careful with how they go about that because I don't necessarily like overhaul is the part of the a part of the series right now like at this moment where I'm feeling a little iffy about it because the way that he's reintroducing him and the way that he's having him around and shit I just don't understand like why what's the point at this moment at least well. It's not like so, he's unrepentant. Like it's not like he's repenting either. He's not. He's not apologizing to nobody. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just only to his like, boss. Why? Only to I'm his just boss. Just like why? <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's all my thoughts on my hero. Uh, this was a good chapter. I did enjoy it. Um, if uh, One Piece wasn't there, it'd probably be my RGC as well, just because of uh, you know the last few pages. But are you guys uh, ready to close this bitch out? Wait, oh, yeah. I have a question, actually. What's your Why question? didn't they just have fucking Giganto Lady just fucking kick the mansion down and then just pick up whoever's in there? <laughs> because this is yeah, Deku's fight. Is, this is Deku's fight, and he's the only one destined to defeat all for one. You have a lot of questions for your favorite series this week, Brian, despite giving it the RGC. <laughs> uh, I just really like the ending. Mm-hmm. This is a classic My Hero ending as opposed to the last... Uh, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, let's close this bitch out. Thank you guys for listening to our show. Um, you could find us at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore thirty seven at B dot ESP. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. We do the weekly really good chapter of the week poll. Let your voice be heard. Uh, email us at New. Did I do the email? I don't remember. Yeah, well, I, well, actually, I don't, I don't know. In, in case I didn't email us at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything else you want to talk to us about, we're there. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, share, comment what you thought about this week's stuff. Uh, we're all ears on that. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, wherever you listen to audio podcasts. We are also on there. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, I think that's it. All right. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for listening. And see you next week, New Jump citizens. Peace.